That's not a pocket chocolate. And she is subjecting everyone else to her symptom. He's like one of those um, blob creatures that, like, the more you feed it, the bigger it gets. You can really appreciate the the world around you. You have to learn to appreciate yourself. This is a room full of cheese. I'm kind of an asshole. No, asshole. No, asshole. Record, record, hit record, hit record, hit it, hit it, hit it. We are recording. Yeah! That's right what I'm talking now. about. We're recording right now. I'm bringing the energy tonight. Woo! Wow. Do you feel the energy? This is the difference between when we have beer and when we have tea. <laughs> I'm hyped up. I'm hyped up on that Earl Grey. It's pretty extreme stuff. Yeah, man. I'm feeling it. Not as extreme as uh, other options that are out there, but... Uh, Earl Grey is like the speedball of teas. <laughs> I remember people talking, because white tea mm-hmm. was a thing that came out. Not came out, because it's been around for a long time, but it became popular when I was right. younger. And I remember people talking about it as if it was like the cocaine of tea. They're like, this is the most caffeine achievable in tea. White tea. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. you ever had white tea? Yeah. It tastes pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's not great. It's, you wouldn't think it would be so caffeine It doesn't heavy. have a lot of flavor. You know what it kind of tastes like? It tastes like a cloud. It tastes like vapor. I mean, out of all the teas, it's the closest to vapor flavored. I will agree with that. Thank you. Um, it does not taste like a cloud. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. No. What? More excitement. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Draw them in. <laughs> They've been drawn. They've. Been, I do actually have something exciting to tell you. I won something today. I've never won. I'm not going to say anything. Because my memory is not great. So it's possible that I won something I've forgotten about. I won an MP3 player one time out of a box of cereal. Not like an iPod, like a junky one when they could only hold like 15 songs. If it, You know if it was in a box of cereal, you didn't win anything, right? It was just in there? Yeah, it was just... It's not like actually a competition. They call it a prize, so, but it's just something to trick you into buying cereal. So maybe I've never actually won anything. No, no. <laughs> okay. So today I did. I mm-hmm. won something. Um, what, you, what box of cereal did it come Well, <laughs> it's non-cereal related. Okay, okay. Um, there, I'm a, you probably know this company. It's a guitar pedal company called JHS. Yeah. They make a lot of really cool, awesome, handmade. Yeah, they make uh, things. Original design guitar pedals out of Kansas City. Yeah. If you like yeah. guitars, go look at them. Yeah. If you don't care, don't go look. They make really great stuff. Don't waste your time. It's a waste of your time if you're and not interested. <laughs> the guy that runs the company, Josh, yeah. um, does a great vlog on YouTube. So if you're any if any interest in guitar pedals or just Go watch his vlog. Sound, if you don't have any interest, it's don't great. watch it. No, yeah, exactly. It's great. Mm-hmm. If you like if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. So they were giving away uh, a pedal that they made in conjunction with Ryan Adams. It's called the VCR, Volume, Chorus, and Reverb. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've actually lusted over in the past. And they... and they Sounds he, healthy. Yeah. And he... I lust a lot. And he... Um, he wrote in... Or he said in, the, in, in a video, just write one sentence in the comments about why you need this pedal. And um, 
I'll, yeah, I'll just show you a little bit of what happened. So I wrote a very honest response as to why I need the pedal. And um, was your honest response, I really <laughs> don't need the pedal? Right. I would very much no. like to have the no. pedal. So, so someone else won it, and this is what he's talking about here. My three favorite numbers in the whole world. Clearly, this should go to me. So this is coming your way. And just because the buzzing is to, coming to I them. Can, um, I really think Justin Croft, you deserve one as well. So I'm going to send out a second VCR. Here's um, here's your comment. I'm a little worried about you, and I think you need some joy in your life. Um, your comment says, I need the VCR because I just sent my dad to jail. No kidding. Very depressed. But I did just have a great sandwich. So dot, 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 smiley face. Um, you're going to get one too, man. You know, I just want to see you smile. That's important to me. So two VCRs going out in the mail today. We will respond to your original comment with information. Yeah, I, I have a... <laughs> I, I want to clarify something here. Yeah. You did say yeah. a one sentence yeah. reply. Yeah. Well, um, your reply yeah. broke it did. every rule. It broke every rule. Which, I mean, there was one. Yeah. There was yeah. one rule. Yeah, that's true. Unless you improperly that. punctuated it, in which case it's just a very bad sentence. <laughs> I punctuated it like a... Um, I punctuated it like a modern novel. Okay. Where, like, two-word sentences, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... And, and and what I said is true. My, my, my dad did have to go to jail. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, violence and threats of violence are also bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I wrote. Uh, so the one sentence was, I need it because I just sent my dad to jail, period. And then the follow-ups were, no kidding, period. Uh, very depressed, period. But I had a great sandwich, whatever, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so I have like four sentences, yeah, really. you yeah. actually quadrupled <laughs> I did. the limit. I know. In fact, I like, I'm glad you got the pedal, but really Thanks. based on the rules, yeah. he should come take a pedal from me. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of crap he could have, absolutely. Like, he needs to come here and just start taking things. <laughs> but it was so sweet, and I mean, they make amazing stuff. I... I wrote it and I thought like, okay, this is like really honest, right? Mm-hmm. It was exactly, it was all true. It was exactly how I felt. And I was hesitant to send it off. And then Debert, you guys remember Debert from previous podcasts. I was mm-hmm. like, is this a good? And she laughed. And I thought, okay, that's good. I'm just going to do it. Did she know about the single sentence rule? Uh, no, I don't think I disclosed. <laughs> <laughs> but... um but I'm super thankful uh, to JHS. I don't have any of their stuff. I've wanted some of their stuff for a long time. The Muffaletta in particular, because I like fuzz pedals. Um, and lots of, they make lots of, like I say, tons of great stuff. So really excited. I don't have a chorus pedal at all. And I've been wanting one of those in particular. And yeah, so I, yeah, thank you, JHS. You guys are amazing. You make great stuff and you're nice people. I've never played any of your stuff, so I have no strong opinion. <laughs> I mean, you're probably a lot like me. Like, you don't have a lot of pedals. Like, I have a couple boss pedals. I play pedals. acoustic. Yeah, you mostly play acoustic. I, I very rarely yeah. need a pedal. Yeah. I, I have a tuning pedal somewhere in my house. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> somewhere. But that was my big news. That's what happened to me today. Mm-hmm. It was a nice feeling. It was a very nice feeling. Yeah, it's also really weird... When you watch as much YouTube as I do, which is a lot, uh, or listen to rather, I, I usually find videos and then just play it and then pop headphones in. And um, it's weird to hear your name in one 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch so much of it, it's I, like I actually I can't relate to that. No, it's I don't know. It's fun. You don't well, watch a lot of YouTube. No. Okay. Not too much. Like when I when I'm watching YouTube, basically I'm using YouTube as a source to listen to something that I could have listened to elsewhere. Yes. But it's on YouTube, and that's handy at the moment. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now that they have music on there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can listen to music. True that. I don't need to watch things. I, I didn't even realize until recently how big the world of, like, YouTube celebrities actually is. Yeah. It's big. It's weird. Yeah, and and for a younger people, a few, you know, I don't know, probably fifteen years younger than us or something, or maybe even more, twenty years younger than us, mm-hmm. like teenagers these days. Like these are they're like huge celebrities to them, and yeah. it's weird. It, it's a different, it's a different thing than um, you know, it just didn't exist when we were when I, we were coming up back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our our celebrities were real celebrities. They weren't, you know, people who learned how to make a jump cut in a video that they upload to YouTube. <laughs> that, like that's what I can't handle. You don't like jump cuts? That, too many of them. Yeah. And that's okay when, like, with, it just cuts from one thing directly into something else? Yeah. I'm okay with jump cuts. Yeah. But I feel like every YouTube video I've ever seen is 80% jump cut. That's a good point. It's like, I'm over here. Now I'm over here. I'm animated <laughs> both times. <laughs> I do like, um, like I took a video editing class in high school. And I remember we had, this was like pre-computer. So no Final Cut, definitely nothing like that. Like, um, I mean, we had computers. You, you know, I didn't go. It sounds like you just had a cheap video program. We, we did. We did. It was like one, I mean, it wasn't even a full class. It was like a technology class that included some video so we had like one of the um editor boxes right mm-hmm. i don't know what it's called but it had the jog wheel and it had like pre-assigned like dissolves and different effects that you could use it's really cool that you got to edit video in 1983 <laughs> <laughs> but it was 2000 it yeah. was the year 2000 <laughs> i think yeah i was a freshman yeah, yeah. so and that was the class the teacher was nice enough but one time he offered me a piece of chocolate that guy had gotten warm in his pocket. And I mm. thought that was strange. And that stuck with me <laughs> till till this day, really. What kind of chocolate was it? Uh, you know, it was like, it was fancy. It was like Godiva or something. What? What yeah. kind of fool is carrying Godiva around in their pocket? I, well, that's not a pocket chocolate. It's a valid question, Nathan. I think that's a very valid question. I don't, that, if you want pocket chocolate... That's a Hershey right there. The kind of guy that's that, a kiss. You get a kiss in there. <laughs> it's the same kind of guy that teaches a um, that teaches a uh, technology class in rural Georgia. That's yeah. the kind of guy that walks around with chocolate in his pocket. That <laughs> I don't. I I honestly I don't trust people who have candy that they're carrying around with them in their pocket regularly yeah. anyway yeah i'm sure anyone listening to this i'm sure one of you has carried candy in your pocket sure it's just weird well it's a weird thing to do you find it uh, uh do you really need candy so badly that at any given moment 
you could need to just <laughs> dig into your pocket. Like you can't I, take a second to find it laying around. Mm, it's got to be in your pocket. It's got to be within an arm's length of you at all times. Some people put all kinds of stuff in their pocket. I mean, when I was a kid, I would put, I would fill my pockets. We're talking like 10 years old here, right? Mm-hmm. I'd fill my pockets with like rocks and in, in, in after school, you know, in the afternoon. And then I would get, my mom would pick me up and I would unload my pockets and it would take like, <laughs> you know, a good 10 minutes with everything I had. What did you just pull out of your pocket? I uh, I pulled out some chapstick. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing you would yeah, keep in your you pocket. put that in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You um, do need that right there at an arm's length. So this is a riveting discussion, but I did have something I wanted to, to, to bring up. Um, you know all the experiences we've had lately with uh, my wife uh, being ill and having to go to the hospital and having a messed up foot and everything. Yeah, real quick, pause. Yeah. I just thought of this. Yeah. How does she feel that she didn't make the I need a guitar pedal cut? Like, she didn't she didn't get put into your reason why you needed a guitar pedal. Oh, she doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't have anything to do with her. She wouldn't care. She, yeah. Well, I mean, but but, you know. That's also things that are happening. Oh, because of... Well, I guess I could have formed a compound sentence. Well, you know, it's it's on the scale of trauma, Nathan. Like, mm-hmm. my trauma. No, I, I understand right. on what the happened, scale. What happened to her was not traumatic to me, really. Right. You know. Well, I mean, but... I worry about her, but, you know. You, you spend a lot of time worrying now. Sure. A lot more. Yes. You need a guitar pedal to take your mind off well, of it. See... Mm-hmm. I said, well, whatever I did, it worked, I guess. I'm just saying, you know, you left her off the list. <laughs> um, anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. So, with everything, with the coming and going to the hospital, you know, um, we have Vanderbilt here in, in Nashville. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big hospital. Like, it's a learning hospital. There's tons of people there. It is large. It is very large. I, I, uh, I like half of the nurses there. Okay. <laughs> It's interesting. Well, when uh, we had a child, we stayed there for an extended period of time. Yes. And the night nurse staff is uh, dookie. Oh, yeah, I've heard the, that. I've actually heard that yeah, before. Yeah, in the uh, nursery area. I've heard that about um, all. Yeah. The night the night staff was dookie. The okay. day staff was great. Brilliant. Absolutely but, brilliant. But uh, straight booty, that, that, <laughs> that night staff. Um, so... All this coming and going, right? And they have this great thing they do where you, when you go there for an appointment, you pull in to the garage and a valet takes your car and parks your car. I don't like that. No, no, it's good because you don't have to worry about where to park. You know, you just get out and go to the elevator, right? Counterpoint. Uh, Okay. You don't know where they parked your car. (laughs) No, they they come, they get it for you. But what if you just want to run out and get something? (laughs) This is a thing that's happened in my life there. Anyway, go ahead. I can see that. So they they park your car, then you go to the elevators, right? And the only problem that I really have with this place is that the elevators should be much larger. Mm -hmm. Because there's a ton of people, and navigating a person who's on a foot scooter or in a wheelchair usually necessitates clearing the elevator, which is already occupied, Mm -hmm. loading yourself into it, 
trying not to run over other people who are injured or ill. I mean, they're going to the hospital for some reason or another. Plus, we're in the South, so odds are at least 50% of them are morbidly obese. That is a possibility. (laughs) So the navigation of that, Mm -hmm. like, where do we go? And I don't know if anyone's ever had a knee scooter out there. It's like you, you, you kneel on it. And it's the squirreliest thing, right? Like, it, it's helpful because you can actually get around, but you are very likely to, like if you're on a sidewalk, just to veer off the curb and go into a ditch with one of these things. Like the turning radius is very sensitive, right? Sounds awesome. Right. So you're <laughs> dealing with all that. And I just thought to myself, is there any more awkward a situation to be in than being in a hospital elevator um, and navigating the social dynamics of that situation because mm-hmm. everyone that's there is either a injured b yeah. hurt no that's the same thing a injured b also Ill. injured oh c uh, a loved one of someone who is injured or ill mm-hmm. or they work there and they deal with that all day long yeah and they're kind of you know they're a little jaded probably mostly and um it, th- that's what i was that's what i was thinking about so do you th- can you think of any other situation that's that bad uh, outside of a hospital? Yeah, or just anything. Yeah. That you have to deal with on, like, a normal basis. Oh, on a normal basis. Yeah. Nah, that's it. Okay, that's the one. Yeah. So I I just proved my point. Yeah. It's a bad situation. That's not great. I mean, it could be made worse. By? Well, let's say you got onto the elevator. You You navigated all of that, and then... The sweet old lady who was at the front that moved out of the way so that you could get on there uh, just rips one. <laughs> rips, and, rips one what? What are you talking about? You know, big old pooter. Uh, what? Just rips one. Uh, what? Huh? Just big old pooter. I don't... Oh, oh I don't want to talk about this. I, I, I'm shocked that you didn't know what rips one or pooter meant here. <laughs> I don't And then know. you, in addition to feeling awkward because of all of the weird dynamics, now have to ride up like three floors Ugh. in a cloud of old lady gas. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's bad. worse. That's worse. That's worse. That's worse. I agree. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, 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 I'm for I'm everyone looking. involved. She also probably feels worse. She probably does. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't. She's at the hospital because she doesn't feel well. Right. This is a symptom, and she is subjecting everyone else to her symptom. <laughs> like you would feel very self-conscious. I would. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. And you know that at least one person on the elevator is snickering because farts are funny. I, I. People think farts are very funny. They do. Farts are hilarious. I don't. So much. Universally, everyone thinks farts are funny. <laughs> My child, when when uh, he was less than one year old, you know yep. what made him laugh? What? Fart noises. <laughs> you noted that? Like you paid close attention to that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you want to make your kid laugh. You and do. Not, you do. Like faces. Faces might. But every single time, what got him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of my wife. She had a moment of brilliance moments ago. You just transitioned from my kid loving farts to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. How would your wife feel knowing, number one, (laughs) that she got left off your guitar pedal list 
And number two, that I said fart and you immediately thought, my wife. <laughs> um, Word association. Yeah, we could play some more of that game <laughs> if you want. Um, but there's another game I think we should play. And this is all down to the brilliance of gin. Mm-hmm. And I know that at least one fan out there has been asking us to resurrect a certain game mm-hmm. for a long time. But we didn't do it because we don't care what you think, Roy. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> we used to do a game. We did it a couple times on the show uh, called Who Said It? Mm-hmm. Little Wayne or Garrison Keeler. Now, as it turns out, with the things that have come out about Garrison Keeler in recent times, ah, you can see how it could be a challenging game. <laughs> Um, and I struggled for a long time of what other two people could we do? Cause we kind of ran dry on quotes from those two people. Mm-hmm. And Jen said, how about a, who said it? Conway Twitty or Kanye West. And I said, that is fucking brilliant. I, I reserve judgment. Okay. Until after I hear these quotes. <clears throat> well, I'm going to hit you some. Okay. Nathan, who said it? <clears throat> Conway Twitty. Who, no, just wait. Who said it? Conway Twitty or Kanye West? Listen to advice, but follow your heart. Listen to That's advice. a very generic quote. Uh, that's what makes it hard. That could just be anyone. It could be a, any person. Yeah. But it's credited to one of these gentlemen. I think they both said it. I don't think... That's At, not a, an option. You have to pick one. I don't have to. Do I don't anything. have the information on both of them. I would possibly. say twenty-five yeah. percent of the human race yes. has said that exact thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give that one to you. You're not wrong. All right, that was Conway Twenty. Okay. All right. So, you ready for another one? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Who said it? Kanye West. Or Conway Twitty. Mm-hmm. Did I say Conway West? And yeah, Kanye Conway. Twitty? Yeah, Conway. Yeah, that West. sounds like a like an indie rock band name that someone would come up with. You know, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, there's some others, but yeah. Uh, we are all self conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Kanye West. Yep, that's true. Also, um, that is true. He is not the first to admit that he's self-conscious. <laughs> that, that's for a separate game called Identify True or False based on what right. Kanye West No, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, round three. Yeah. So far, I don't know what to give you on that first one. I'll give you a half. Mm-hmm. So you got 1.5. All right. <clears throat> Who said it? I'll say things that are serious and put them in a joke form. So people can enjoy them. We laugh to keep from crying. Conway Twitty. No. That was Kanye West. He's never told a joke. <laughs> Do you think there's a possibility that everything he's doing is a giant joke? No. Yeah. I Absolutely agree. not. I agree with you. I think everything he's doing is... Um, I think people should stop paying attention to him. Mm, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because it's just feeding him. <laughs> right. It's a troll job and also... Um, kind of a mental health. Yeah, crisis. he's like one of those um, blob creatures that, like, the more you feed it, the bigger it gets. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. It's kind of like that. I Me mean, doesn't grow physically larger, but 
Yeah. Worse things. I mean, he's gotten bigger. <laughs> Has he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. He know. used to have liposuction. Now he doesn't anymore. Oh, is that true? Yeah. He he said that during a a manic episode on uh, that's interesting on TMZ. Oh wow, Nathan, who said it? Kanye Twitty or Kanye West? Fads are the kiss of death. When the fad goes away, you go with it. Oh well, that's definitely Conway Twitty. Yeah, Conway Twitty. Because Kanye West creates fads. His quote would be about <laughs> how he makes the fad. That's a good point, actually. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, we're going to do two more. Let's do two more. Oh, I've got one. Okay. Oh, I, I get to I get to play? Yeah. Oh. By the way, um, you're going to know who said this. I just really enjoy the quote. Okay. <laughs> I don't even listen to rap. My apartment is too nice to listen to rap. <laughs> Conway Twitty. <laughs> Kanye West. No, I know. <laughs> Obviously. My apartment is too nice. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Mm-hmm. I'm the only thing I'll ever hold against you. I'm the only thing I'll ever hold against you. Kanye. Conway. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right, one more. One more. People never change. They just become better at hiding who they are. People never change. They just become better at hiding who they are. Yeah. Conway. Kanye. Ah! That's right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to revisit this game sometime. That was like a little, that was like a small taste of what could come. Of more of the game. Yeah. 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 And we'll use it to satisfy, you know, one rapid fan. Fan. Mm-hmm. I can't speak tonight. Which is a really uh, good characteristic to have. <laughs> on an audio when, show. When on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, it's true. It's what you want. It's what you want. Yeah. It's what you want. Mm-hmm. The lack of speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I get it. I yeah, get man. It. I get it. Do you think? Do you think Roy feels satisfied now? Uh, no, no, I don't. I think he. I think he's probably happy that we did something. Is he seething <laughs> with rage? Yeah, that's possible. It's possible he's seething with rage. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'll I mean, survive. Uh, I'll survive either way. Yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. It's just gonna be hard for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have to bear down. You might have to crack a book. Mm-hmm. You might have to become a little bit of a focused Francesca for a little while. I don't understand any of what you're talking about <laughs> right now. Roy Roy isn't happy with me, so I have to read a book? Yeah, sure. Some kind of self-help book a or something. A specific book? Or No, no. I would no. never read a self-help book. Yeah, I know that about you. They're nonsense. Not all of them all the time. They always are nonsense. Every self-help book, uh, it's just common sense that someone decided to sell to you for 25 bucks. (laughs) Um, Some of it's not common sense. Some of it's like actually bad advice. Okay. It's either common, (laughs) at the best, it's common sense. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> at the number at the top level yeah yeah it's always stuff like before you can really appreciate the the world around you 
you have to learn <laughs> to appreciate yourself. What about the ones that are kind of based in neuroscience, like new, new neuroscience, right? Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's this one that's talk that talks about how, you know, if you're gonna do something, yeah. You need to make the decision to do it within like five seconds after having the idea. That's not a self-help book. Oh, okay. You wouldn't call that a self-help no. book. Okay. No. That's, that is that is a different category in my mind. Okay. That's like a motivational book. Oh, okay. See, okay. That's, self-help right. books Interesting. Are, are a specific subgroup in my mind. Okay. Of like Tony, Tony Robbins garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> that that is he's an interesting fellow yeah that's for sure um that's that's what i have in mind when i think self-help books. okay that makes a lot more sense i mean there are books that you can get things out of yeah yeah yeah. but self-help books are it it sounds like something dr phil would say one man's opinion Uh uh-huh and that man is you (laughs) yeah I, and I stand by it. Okay. Nice. I, I challenge you to find me one self-help book that I'm going to read and go, well, that was educational, and I feel like I know more about myself. Actually, there's no hope for you, so no, I, mean, I, even, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Even the books like that, like you're mentioning. Yeah, the, the more science-based stuff. That's not, that's not necessarily a book that's going to make you do anything. That's true. That's true. You have to want to do something yourself. That's just yourself. a fact. Yeah. That's, like, the facts are interesting. The rest of the book is going to be garbage <laughs> if it's a self-help book that pulled a random fact in. So what do you think about motivation? What do you think about the um, – what do you think takes a person from just having an idea to actually doing something or starting something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really just doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, there's no, not, that's, that's what I think, too. There's not a deeper answer to it. Right. It's not... You either sort of do or don't. Yeah. Like, I want... There are a lot of things I want to do that I'm not going to start doing. Right. Because I i don't want to do them that bad. <laughs> like, in reality. Yeah. Like, at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. You don't really want to do it that bad. No. Yeah. No, like I if you want that. to, if you are motivated to do something, you don't have to motivate yourself to do the thing. Mm. What about like, what about a long process, right? Like, say you're going to, I don't know, say you're going to write like a full book, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you, you need to motivate yourself at different points along the way. Yeah. Because in order to write a book, you're going to need to write some most every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're ever going to finish it, Well, this right? is this is a situation I'm stuck in right now. Okay. Interesting. And it's not me motivating myself. Yeah. It's me finding time. Sure. Sure. That's that that's more it is the just issue. like make time. Yeah. Right now I can't make time cuz I just started a new job. Right. Yeah. It really screws up time. Yeah. If something matters to you though. Yeah. Hopefully you can make time for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why Okay, let's say your passion yeah. is uh, soft shoe dance. I don't even know what that is. Is that just like non-tap? I don't, I don't know. Okay, all right. Soft um, shoe. The old, that old soft shoe, Nathan. <laughs> if you don't ever do it, yeah. that's not really a passion. No, it's a good point. Yeah, okay. Let's say your passion is uh, handcrafting 
women's undergarments. <laughs> that sounds like a great passion. Mm-hmm. If you don't sew one pair of panties, <laughs> that's not a real passion. Yeah, that's true. So, so why are you walking around calling it your passion? Yeah, you can't walk around going, I'm a panty maker, if you don't <laughs> ever feel like sitting down to make panties. <laughs> now, you're not saying you have to feel like it every day. No. No. But... But at some point... You gravitate towards making panties. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, okay, do I play music every single day? Mm-hmm. No. Do I gravitate towards playing music? Yes, I do. Yeah. I I have, uh, before in my life, drawn. Oh, yes. If I were to walk around right now and call myself a, an artist, a sketch artist... Yeah. That's a lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never do it. No. Yeah. It's not really a passion I have. <laughs> it's a thing I've done. Right, right. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. And also the panty thing. That wouldn't be true for me either. I have no interest in making panties. I have... It sounds very boring. I don't really sew well, so that would be an issue. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you'd get better the more panties you make. That is true. The first ones would be mm-hmm. it's just irregular. Did, um, I, I couldn't remember when I was making these. Do all women have two legs, generally? <laughs> How does that work? It It's really weird that... Uh, you have one leg on either side of <laughs> like a, like instead of down the middle yeah, there's yeah. like <laughs> they're 90 degrees <laughs> uh, they're special you know for a special crowd yeah i feel like i could write a self-help book yeah but i i put that in the same category as like if a person is dynamic enough they yeah. could probably like start a cult oh they for shouldn't sure. do it right. it's a bad thing to do <laughs> Like if if you wanted to, you could write a self help book. Yeah, but it's probably garbage, and you know that before you write it most of the time. I had an idea for one that I haven't really done much on, but I had an idea for one that would be like the title would be something like Twelve Ways to Completely Fuck Up Your Life." You know, because mm-hmm. because everyone the typical thing is twelve ways to improve your relationships, or twelve ways to find motivation or 12 you know what i mean that kind of thing and then uh i actually did listen to um a self-help book uh that's pretty popular right now it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck mm-hmm. but which was in the in the similar vein i guess of what i was thinking of but you know that guy had some points but at the same time i sort of got the vibe that he was just a gigantic douchebag <laughs> like through the course of the book well, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> have you heard of this book at all? No. Okay. Uh, why right. would I have heard of this? Well, you're book? not. You don't like this stuff. I know you don't like this. Stuff. I don't run in those circles, and I don't listen to the NPR shows where they would be telling me about these, <laughs> these books. I actually heard about it through, from a friend. No, I'm not throwing the whole book out, but but I, I did get the sense on listening to it that I was like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. after a while. Well, I don't. Okay. This is going to sound prejudgmental, and if we have any self-help writers listening, my apologies to you. In First advance. of all, why? Um, <laughs> my apologies to you. Yeah. The cojones it takes to say th- this is why I don't trust self-help books. To say, you know, I figured it out. <laughs> I have figured it out. I'm going to tell everyone. 
what it is. Yeah. Because I know. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> You're just flailing out there like the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. You you figured out one thing for yourself that worked one time, and you wrote. 200 pages of a New York Times bestseller out of it. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and and I mean it when I say it that, like, stuff I read in books like that can really kind of burrow itself in my head. And I have to try to find a way to, if, if it's, it, it takes a lot of experience, I guess I would say, to, like, to excise that demon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, here's an example. This is, um, I can't remember what writer this was that was talking about this it was a comedy writer okay uh saying talking about they heard one time in some self-help thing uh that someone said if if you talk about a project you're working on yeah it triggers the same part of your brain that is triggered by finishing the project so you'll never finish the project oh and so he went years Without ever telling anyone what he was working on no. until he was done with it. No. No, you, you have to get... No, 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 no. I mean, it worked He it He's worked fine. out fine for him. He's fine. But... No. That, no. <laughs> no, like he could have... He, he could have been communicating and yeah. who knows what collaborations would have come out of that. Well, and, and I mean, worst case scenario is you tell someone and they go, I don't like that idea. Yeah. Because it's not really scratching i've i've told people things i'm working on yeah i don't tell them and go i feel good about that yeah (laughs) i mean i I mean i float stuff out there i have a lot of ideas and i float them out there to see if they sound good to anyone else so that gives me a read on whether i should pursue it or not now if i feel really strongly about pursuing something regardless of what everyone else says then i'll go for it but if i don't feel that hot about it i feel like oh maybe this is a good idea i'll float it with certain trusted individuals yeah and if they respond positively then i'm like encouraged and i'm like okay this might be worth my time all right here is my self-help book okay we're writing it right now we've we've talked you know what i'm just realizing we've talked about doing this for a long time yeah well i've got i've got ideas now okay number one just like you know do things that's number one (laughs) Decide what you want to do and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, if you're doing things, just like make sure that those are good things to be doing. You know, <laughs> like do that. All right. So that that's two self help okay. advices right All there. Right. All right. We're we're about fifty pages in. Number three, in. don't start a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Don't no, don't be a cult leader. No matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can believe in yourself, but don't start a cult. Not that much. Yeah. Don't believe in yourself Be- that much. Believe in yourself enough to finish that that book that you're writing or, uh, you know, to learn how to play Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what you learn how to play there. Or to ask out somebody or yeah. whatever. And then stop. Don't get too cocky there because yeah. then you have a cult and that turns into a whole thing. The FBI comes after you. I mean... It's true. It's true. You have to commit mass suicide. That's no fun. <laughs> All right, so that's three things. Three things. Okay, great. Um, I'm glad you put don't don't start a cult as like a major point in the book. Yeah, yeah. I, like- I really feel like actually number four should be 
Seriously, though, don't, don't start, start a cult. cult. <laughs> don't start a cult. That can be a quick chapter, yeah. just like reiterating chapter three. Right. Chapter five. <laughs> no, you, you write that title for chapter four, and uh-huh. underneath it says reread chapter three. <laughs> right. Uh, chapter five. Let's see. Um, uh, don't listen to, to the people who tell you what's best for you. Yeah. You have to make your own decisions. You really do. You really do. And when I say that, <laughs> that negates the rest of the book. And that's we the no end. longer have to finish oh. the book because you shouldn't be listening to this garbage. Burn the book. <laughs> Not bad, Nathan. Give me my millions of dollars now, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm curious. Um, that was like a book of don'ts, mm-hmm. and you know, everyone, you have to have a follow up. Right? So if you write a book of don'ts, then your next book is a book of do's. Right? Uh, no. No? No, I'm... <laughs> you're done. I'm very you're, focused you're on in, the don'ts. You're in, out, and... <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I look like? The do guy? I'm the don't guy. Yeah, no, that's valid. That's valid. You, you would be the don't guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone has to tell people don't. This is a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The power of don't. Let me tell you, right after my book, right after my book hits top 10 New York Times bestseller, getting a TED Talk immediately. (laughs) And it's called The Power of Don't. I've been working on my slideshow. (laughs) (laughs) What about your clicker skills? Oh, man, I got that. Look at this. Look at me click. You want to be relatable, not too serious, not too light, right there in the TED zone. Click. Yeah. Click. No. Look at oh, that. Click. There's a graph I made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but a- what we can see here. <laughs> see, that's how I start many things in my TED Talk. You open it. And, and gen- then gesture wildly at the graphic behind me. This is a room full of cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't eat this. I made this in PowerPoint. <laughs> um, per- yeah. I... I don't know. I think this may be my new career move. Well, I like it. I like it. I support it. The downside is I, by the time I finish that book, would no longer myself feel the motivation <laughs> <laughs> but you would have to accomplished do another something. book. Yeah. And so my career is done. That's fine. You, you, did, you did one thing, which is a lot more than a lot of people do. I am excited about my gig opening up for Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be the opening act. You need to get everybody feeling real bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that he can come out and... I'm just going to walk out and start pointing at people. Hey, why are you here? Don't! Don't! <laughs> no! You're like a Don Rickles. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Do we, uh, do we have anyone from out of town here? I don't care! No! <laughs> All right, Tony. Cut Tony, to t- come on out. <laughs> Cut to Tony. Woo! They should get a very small, uh, you know, unattractive fella to do that role uh, for Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Because when he comes out, he's a giant, first yeah. of all. He's yeah. a gigantic man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it would just increase the effect. You know, with him being giant and me being my height. Yeah, you're normal. Yeah. I could ride on his shoulders. <laughs> that would be fun for, for both of us. That would be fun. Yeah. Actually, you could do your whole bit from a top hand. Yeah. No! <laughs> and then I just point down, and then he yells at them, but yells 
encouraging things. Maybe we, it could be like a you know a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome situation where you're like you got chains on and mm-hmm. you kind of strapped to them with like a leather harness of some kind, and you have a little uh, a little. I, I think you stopped describing a uh, self help seminar <laughs> and some sort of sexual act in the middle of that. <laughs> Same thing. Eh, might yeah. as well be. Yeah. Um, speaking of all this stuff, it reminds me of something I read recently about um, personality types, right? And I love personality stuff. I love Myers-Briggs. I like the Enneagram a little bit. I, I don't know why I don't like it as much. Um, well, probably because my Enneagram says I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> so You're what? I'm kind of an asshole. No, you're what says this? Enneagram. I don't know what this is. How have you avoided this in our community? I don't know what an there Enneagram is. There are so is. many people talking on endlessly endlessly in this neighborhood about the enneagram is this the the, the number? numbers yeah okay see yeah. let me tell you my experience with not just this okay but all of these tests okay um it always i always find out they exist by being in a conversation yes. like this Oh, are you a 12? That is such a 12. <laughs> and I say, I don't know what that means. And then I move on my merry little way. Uh, there was one for a while that was, it was animals. Yeah, there's an animal like, one. Oh, that is just such a golden retriever thing to say. <laughs> you beaver. No. You big old beaver. I don't know what you're talking about. I think, I think you're a beaver with a wing and gerbil. And I'm going to also tack on. Uh, this is for anyone in our neighborhood who might be listening to this. Assuming that everyone has done this test, don't be obnoxious. I don't even know what it is. No, you don't. You don't. No one has told me what the test is. They just shout random numbers at people. <laughs> you're such a... I'm a 43! Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, I, go ahead with no, the I, I, I share a lot, of those, a lot of those feelings. Well, but what I was going to bring up is there was a recent study that came out from uh, psychologists um, that, well, first of all, and you'll love this. First of all, they said all, it's all crap, right? Like most personality tests have no bearing on actual personality traits. And actually the only things they can really point to are about four traits in people, right? Uh-huh. Um, or no, no, five traits that through a combination of them end up with four types. And it, it more or less breaks down like this. You have people who are... Um, like a bit sort of socially timid mm-hmm. and quiet, like kind of introverted types. You have average people. Yeah. And that's literally what they call them, average. <laughs> you have what they call role models who are like people who are real kind of extroverted, but they're like, they have the best interest of society. You know, like they, they have morals and standards, you know. And they're like, you know, leader type people, like good leaders, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you have... <laughs> The fourth category, which who are just assholes, who are who are extroverted types, but they don't care about anybody else. Like they're just, oh, they're psychopaths. They're psychopaths. Neat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. They're, cool. They're kind of well. They're a lot like our um, our friend in the White House. They just don't give a shit about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, he would definitely fall in that category. Definitely. And they're just out there for themselves. And if you think about it, that's like that's the basic for. Uh, ways that people can be broken down. I um, I I have another thing I'd like to throw out there about this. Maybe Toss this it. could make it in the hel- self help book too. Yeah, tests like that. I have this theory, yeah. and no one can prove me wrong on this. All right, 
because everyone who takes a test like that yeah. immediately goes, oh, that is just what I'm like. Oh, yes. And then they start identifying by this number or whatever it or is. Or letters. But it's yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy type of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if I take that and I really believe that that number accurately describes me. Right. There will be times, especially if it's been brought up, where I'm trying to frame everything in my life yes. under the guise of I am a 14. Right. 14 is, is what is the range? <laughs> I, think, I think it's one through nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm an eight. Yeah. You're not an eight. <laughs> I, I don't know what they are because I think it's ridiculous. It's it's kind of suck. But I'm saying, <laughs> like, if I took it and I, it turned out I was an eight and I bought in completely to this test yeah every time anyone's talking about their life in that realm right i'm gonna be like well i am an eight so i think this <laughs> yeah like okay so all right. you lose your personality that's actually true you know what? and that's a wonderful wonderful point um yeah i like the enneagram less than i like myers-briggs which a lot of people would argue with me about but which one's that myers-briggs is the older <laughs> one that's the letters so like I oh I did that one one time yeah, I don't remember what it, that was you probably did in college or something right yeah and the Myers Briggs I'm an ENFP which means I'm uh, a little bit extroverted um, I and I approach I, I I use my intuition rather than um, like data to make decisions uh, I focus more on feelings than perceptions and I or no no feeling judging perceiving hang on. So I don't remember what the flip side of. See, never mind. See, see, it gets complicated fast, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I like I like that stuff, and I, I have found it helpful. But I I really like your point also that you, if you aren't careful, you can start to see everything yeah. through that lens and lose other bits of your personality. Well, and that's ironically. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the criticisms I've always had for anything like yeah that. I mean, not just that, but also. Like, I mean, anything you want to call pseudoscience, I guess. Sure, sure. Like, like things that are supposed to psychologically guide you and stuff. Yeah. Well, if you already have a an idea in your head, you are pushing yourself into that box right. instead of you know just thinking, seeing what's <laughs> actually seeing what's like yeah. authentically there for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So anyway, all that to say, I'm not. I'm doing an Enneagram right now. Oh, you are? And I'm not sure I am uh, going to buy any of this. I can't wait to hear what you're supposed to be. Um, I don't, oh, there's 14 pages. Do you know what your Myers-Briggs is? <sighs> no. I, don't, I did okay. it at one point. Okay. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I, I, okay, I partly trust <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right, page one done. Man, this is ridiculous. Oh, you got a ways. Did you do the real one? You didn't pay for this, did you? No. Okay. Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't pay for anything. I'm definitely not going to pay for something that I just said I don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I okay. I haven't actually taken the real test either, but everyone's similar experience to you. Everyone's coming up to me and going, oh, you're a four. Mm-hmm. And I read the description of what a four is, and I thought, yeah. That kind of basically describes some things about me. I don't remember who it was. It was someone in our circle of friends. Yeah. Was having a conversation about being introverted. Yes. Which I am. Yes, you are. I am aware of this. Right. And they're like, oh, I bet you're you're a two or whatever the number was. Right. Twos aren't, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know what I am or what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a test at that point. Right, right. I just thought they had had a tiny mini stroke <laughs> in the middle of our conversation. Yeah. And started saying numbers like a robot. <laughs> that is kind of what it starts to sound like after yeah. a while. And then there's like little variations I'm not finishing on this. No, I no, you're not going to. You're not going to do it. Come on. You're not going to do it. Someone floated out there to me that you might be a five. Let's look at the description of what a five is. What, who's floating my numbers around? Oh, people are floating everyone's numbers around. Not just yours. Mine too. Mine too. It's a known quantity at this point that I'm a four, apparently. I want to take this and be a one. Just so everyone's wrong. Yeah, one's a one. Mm. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't I care. don't care what it is. I want to be okay. a one. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, a five is intense and cerebral. You're in, you're you're intense and cerebral. Um, top type five and brief. Fives are alert, insightful, and curious. Okay. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Sure. <laughs> independent innovative I, and inventive they can also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs i will say that 75 percent of this mm -hmm. just describes living people yeah that's true that's true <laughs> uh, their basic fear is being useless or helpless or incapable is that the, the, your core fear mm, not really okay. all right basic desire to be capable and competent well, yeah, I mean, but that's sure. another – I would like to meet the person who is like, I don't really care if I'm good at things. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That is true. Um, I don't really want to be capable. So here's here's apparently what I am. I'm a four, everyone says. Um, the This is the uh, the individualist, the sensitive, introspective type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Well, I could certainly can be accused of being self-absorbed. Hmm. Fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. I wouldn't say I'm reserved. No. I'm not reserved. You, mm. I'm reserved about personal things. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on your definition of reserved. Right. You are outgoing around people. Yes. But it is like two layers deep. That's true. Not like... 30 layers. That is so true. That's so true. And See, I need my own personality yeah. test where I just tell people things about them. And you're, and you're right. And you you're got right. the Nathan test. Yeah. Uh. Now that's interesting because um, I wouldn't have thought you would have picked up on that. But that's I, cool. I don't know if you heard what a five is. Oh, yeah. You pick up I'm on I'm very insightful. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, mm -hmm. but can also be moody and self-conscious. That's true. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. Wow. Basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance. I will say that is my basic fear. Um, basic desire is to find themselves and their significance, or as they might say, to create an identity. So there you go. Mm -hmm. And I'm lumped in with uh, Rumi and Chopin and Tchaikovsky. I like this list. Wait, you didn't tell me who I'm lumped oh, in shit. with. Okay, thank you. Well, we don't know that you're a five. We okay, don't... well, I don't think we know that you're a four. We don't either. Yeah, no. In fact, right. you haven't... Th this is actually worse than what we were talking about before. <laughs> because we're not even throwing ourselves in boxes based okay. on the test we took. We're throwing ourselves in boxes based on what people said the test might say if we took said test. That is true. <laughs> you're lumped in with Buddha. Okay. Don't understand that. But Albert Einstein. Mm -hmm. Oliver Sacks. 
Vincent Van Gogh, Stephen Hawking, Emily Dickinson, Agatha Christie, uh, John Paul Sartre. A lot of like philosophery types. Trent Reznor. Oh, I can't see, I don't stand. like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't want any test comparing me to Trent Reznor. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's I, uh, that's Enneagram for you. Just a way to categorize your friends mm-hmm. into a system of numbers. I, I wonder if we know anyone who has stopped like being friends with someone Based because on... they didn't feel like their Enneagram number fit with... <laughs> Like, you realize yeah. that this is just one step above basing your entire personality on, like, I'm a Pisces! Well, yeah. no, it, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. I think we should create our own type on the Enneagram, a type zero. Uh-huh. <laughs> just I like that. Everybody hates. I, I'm going to insist, no matter what anyone says, I am a 23. Okay. I like it. I'm a 23. And, and they're going to be like, you're a two with a three wing? That's the lingo, but yeah, you should is say that, it. Oh, you should say. Oh, the lingo makes me so unhappy <laughs> now. Oh, I want you to introduce yourself as a twenty-three. Though. Oh man, and I'll introduce myself as a zero. I I will because yeah. basically everyone that knows us, yeah, knows that I'm going to be a smartass That's about right. the whole thing. That's anyway. right. That's correct. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna absorb and cancel out all the other numbers. So I'm a pit. I'm a void. <laughs> I'm a black hole of Enneagram. <laughs> Sushi Jackknife? Sushi Jackknife. Yeah, it's good to, good to talk to you guys. <laughs>